Are you the primary caregiver for your parents? Do you feel sandwiched between raising children and being treated like a child by the parent that refuses your care? Now, I've searched high and low just for you and found another male that is here to discuss the emotion from the male perspective. I'm Anita, your host, and this is That's Anita Live, the talk show dedicated to providing emotional healing through sharing to help you create a happier life. In studio with me is Mr. Isaac Asari, radio host of The Random Hour here on Fairfax Radio. He served patiently as his parents' caregiver. See if you can relate to his experience. Hi, Isaac. Hi, thanks for having me. So, what was your experience, what was your relationship with your parents like when you were a child? Um, I, um, I didn't actually meet my, see my dad until I was about 11. Okay. Because um, he was traveling abroad. Um, mm -hmm. And I um, stayed with my mom till about six. Okay. And she traveled abroad too. So I was basically raised by siblings, um, older siblings. So were you raised here in the States or? I was born in Ghana originally, um, okay. and I came here around 11, around 12. Okay, how many siblings do you have? I have three, um, oh, two other brothers and sisters, but I have a lot of, um, what is it, stepbrothers step okay. and sisters. Mm -hmm. Okay, so your parents were able-bodied and had full lives yep. for mm -hmm. most of your life. Yep. Yeah. Then when did it become apparent that they would need care? Um, so for my mom, back in, um, Back in 2000, uh, back in 2007, I noticed there was something a little bit off. Okay. Um, so. Um, so let me let me paint the picture. Mm -hmm. Your mom was living alone. Yeah, yeah. Or, mm -hmm. or your mom and dad were. No, my mom, my dad. At that time, my dad went back to Ghana. So okay. it was just my mom, and okay. I have a little brother, uh, and my little brother. And at that time, I was already working, so I was on my own, trying to make it on my own. Okay. Um, basically. Okay. Um, but then, you know, I'll still come home and you know see my parents and see my little brother um, but every time I came back there was it just seemed like something was off mm -hmm. so um, I did a little bit more you know investigating I talked to my older sister of course who told me not to worry everything's fine okay. um, and then you know I kept on you know I, I was I was I became more worried um, so at first I thought okay maybe I just don't understand maybe I'm like out of tune with you know the African tradition <laughs> <laughs> so I actually traveled to Ghana mm -hmm. um, you know to talk to you know my mom's you know brothers and sisters okay. just to kind of you know ask you know what's going on because yeah. you know there's my mom used to go back a lot too so they know you know what's going on um, and um, they told me yeah you know we kind of noticed something um, and they also told me since you're the male you gotta you know figure out what's going on and solve the problem so what was what was it though? What were some of the things that you noticed or that they admitted to you that they noticed? I, um, I just noticed like I'll come home and then there will just be, um, you know, rotten food in the fridge okay. or um, my mom would like sometimes just disappear um, you know, for a while. Nobody knows where she is and okay. she'll just go wander like on the streets or, you know, do so like odd things like that mm -hmm. started mm -hmm. popping up that kind of made me curious about, you know, what's going on. And um, I, you know, I, I just kept on, you know, trying to figure out what's happening. And it turned out, um, I ended up taking my mom to the hospital, to the doctor, um, and it turned out she had a uh, um, hypertension. Okay. So, you know, she had like really high blood pressure. Yeah, I was gonna say, for, for, for those of us on the lay side, that's mm -hmm. high blood pressure. 
hypertension. <laughs> big bird, big bird. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> so, so for those of us on the other side, that's high blood pressure. So, yeah, so the doctor said mom has high blood pressure, and you said. And, um, and of course, I wanted to, they actually told me to take her to the hospital because it was ah. to the point where she could have just had a heart attack right then and there. Mm -hmm. So they, um, of course, I, you know, try to get it um, taken care of immediately. And they also recommended to see, a, um, um, I want to say shrink, uh, what's the proper psychologist, psychologist about okay. you know, the situation, okay. um, which I did also as well, too. Um, but it just kind of just kept on escalating to the point where... Um, Give me a time span. Did it escalate over six months, a year, two years? About a year. I, it was a lot of back and forth because we're trying to get her blood pressure um, taken care of. Okay. But then we'll see a doctor, and then they'll see somebody else, and then they'll you know go see this, go see this person. Um, and um, it just um, I, I was advised uh, for my mom not to no longer work because she's a liability. She, she can't drive anymore. So I was basically wow. advised to take all of her freedom away from her, basically. Um, and that was by the doctors? The doctors, yeah, because yeah. she was okay. a liability to herself and other people. Um, as, um, so because of blood pressure? Um, I, I think the blood pressure kind of built to other um, you know, um, mental illness, okay. I think. Um, okay. And that's kind of what they were more concerned about. Um, so they said, um, and at that time too, she had, she got in an accident, uh, maybe one or two accidents. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. they were really concerned, you know, like definitely not on, you know, yeah. she should, anything can happen if she's behind the wheel. Um, but yeah, it's kind of, um, you know, as I took, um, I, you know, as she realized she can't do what she's used to doing mm -hmm. anymore, then that's when, it, you know, the friction began, like, you know, because I'm, yeah. you know, I'm the, you know, I'm the son, you know, she tells me what to do. And now, you know, I'm kind of having to tell her what to do. How um, did mama express that friction? <laughs> she, um, <laughs> I, honestly, I think we just kept fighting until the end. Um, I mean, of course, you know, not, um, she just, she just wasn't, wasn't with it. Um, she's, um, you know, she's, she's lived, you know, she's told me what to do my whole mm -hmm. life. So, mm -hmm. you know, who am I to tell her Experience, what to do? Experience, yep, traveled yeah, extensively, yeah. worked yep. her own jobs, took yeah. care of herself and Yep. Her Taking family. Care of, yeah. And now here, you, I put diapers on you. Yep, yeah. You're going to yeah. tell me what to do? Yep, yeah, that's exactly what happened. And um, yeah, she just wasn't having it. Um, even after um, I talked to her, um, um, her job about, you know, not coming in, she still went to work. Um, she just refused to uh, play, you know, to follow um, yeah. anything just because that's, you know, that's a cycle she was used to. Mm -hmm. And to her, nothing was wrong. This is just how she's, you know, how it is. And she had, um, like, she had a goal where she just wanted to see my little brother finish um, school, yeah. and then she'll go back, you know, she'll retire and go back to Ghana. Um, but then that's that's the only thing she was locked on. So of course, you know, like that that I made that a priority as well too. Um, but it was just a lot of back and forth. Just um, no, that was friction with her. Mm -hmm. Was there also friction with your siblings? Yeah, um, I think in the beginning, because um, I, I think my older sister just wasn't, you know, like, you know, just wasn't buying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, and of course, you know, like that's you know that's our mom. Like it's it's hard to um, it's hard to imagine your mother like that. You know, it's hard to like kind of think your mom needs help. Um, and that's um, it took a while. You know, like like I said, it took me going to Ghana and 
talking to her um, brothers and sisters to really find out, okay, what do I do? Like, how can I help her? Um, and I was young too, I was, you know, 25 at that time. Uh, I wasn't exactly okay. um, an adult <laughs> at that time. I'm still not an adult, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> at least in my mind. I mean, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's hard to kind of um, really, you know, like step in and kind of try to make this go away. And that's kind of what I was trying to do at that time and it took a lot of um, back and forth even getting her help um, because she was um, like she was a low income Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like that you know I I didn't I didn't have the money to afford like the medical so even just going around trying to get her aid was like a completely different you know how does your younger brother handle it um because every sibling handles a family event differently every sibling is affected by family's trauma differently. Mm-hmm. How does your little brother? I think at that, um, he was so young at that time, so he was just focused on, okay, I have to, you know, finish school and try to, you know, um, make it on my own because, okay. you know, there's a lot going on at home and I don't want to be add to the problem of, you know, what's happening here. So he was more focused on, you know, going to school, finishing school and mm-hmm. um, working, um, basically. So he was kind of, um, I don't want to say out of tune because he was in the house too when all this was happening. Mm -hmm. Um, But I kind of, um, you know, I tried to kind of, you know, let him kind of do his school thing and, you know, not really like, you know, burden him with, you know, what was happening at that time. Okay. How did your sister express her concern to you and the care that you were taking over for your mom? Um... She, um, honestly, I think it after 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 I came back and said, you know, we have to do something. Okay. And I think that's when she realized, like, okay, maybe I, I think that's when she started seeing it. Okay. Um, because it's kind of um, it's kind of like you know you notice certain things about people and you just think, oh, okay, this person, like, you know, they're nuts, you know, like <laughs> they're, you know, you, you just don't think anything of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, once it starts, you know, getting worse and you realize like, oh my goodness, like I really have to do something or, you know, it's going to get to a point where, um, you know, this person might you know, have to be, what is it, in a bodysuit or whatever yeah. you call that thing because they're, uh, you know, a threat to themselves and society. And I think we didn't want to want it to get to that point. Um, so we kind of just jumped in and tried to help. And honestly, like when we started, I just thought, oh, this is going to go away. You know, like this is just, you know, it's high blood pressure that's not taken mm-hmm, care of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's get the proper medicine. And, you know, a year from now, we're good. You know, she's going to be back to work. I'm going to go on living my life. <laughs> and everything's going to be good. But it just, you know, so, it just spiraled. So yeah. emotionally, mm-hmm. how did you handle watching the decline of your, your mom's ability to independently care for herself? Yeah. It's um, it took a, it definitely took a toll on me. It was it was um, it was just one of those things where like you just learn to just be the pillar. Like you just you know it's you just have to you just deal with it. Like you know there's there's a lot of things that you just can't you just you just you just be. Yeah, I don't. It's Sad, hard to explain. Hurt, disappointed. Yes. Uh, um, yeah, I was, I mean, it was very sad because, 
you know, I've seen my mother was like the, you know, like the mm -hmm. person I looked up to like my whole life. She's gone through. See how I got the pullers out of him? <laughs> See how I got the pullers out of him? Because men don't want to be specific <laughs> yeah. about their emotions. Yeah. Well, Sad, disappointed, anger. Well, um, yeah, I think, yeah, all that combined. It was a lot of... <laughs> It was a lot of emotions, and, and you're right, you know, like, as a male, like, it's hard to kind of, Because you know, you're thinking of replacing your mom as the pillar of the family. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like, this is the lady that's, like, I go to for everything, and now, like, I don't know what's going on. Like, yeah, it's, sure. I don't know what to do. Like, so I, in moving from one emotion to another, how yeah. did you process that and keep going? Because, for instance, you're able to talk about it now, Mm -hmm. without falling apart so there was a process and some healing that you dealt with in dealing with the disappointment and in dealing mm -hmm. with the hurt and the anger mm -hmm. any remembrance of how because some men run mm -hmm. some men throw themselves into their job and they work longer oh, hours yeah, that, that is me <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a workaholic i work all the time even when i'm off i'm working <laughs> okay what if i told you that you could stop the negative tape from playing inside your head. What if, with seven simple steps, you could leave the pain of the past behind and live every day as your true, authentic self? It is possible, and you can do it. The ebook, Seven Simple Steps to Beat Emotional Baggage How to Become Whole, Healed, Healthy, and Happy shares how to resolve emotional baggage and feel free to live true to your own personality, spirit, and character. Transform negative thinking into positive thinking and become equipped to boldly face your past and resolve emotional pain. Get your free copy at thatanitalive.com slash ebook. And we're back with Mr. Isaac Asari. We are discussing being the primary caretaker for an aging parent. Your, your little brother stayed in school. Mm -hmm. That was his primary focus. Yep. Yeah. Did you and your sister? My, um, my sister had a whole family care? of her own. So I think that's kind of... Uh, she had a bunch of, uh, she had, well, I shouldn't say a bunch. She had a couple of children. Um, so younger. she was kind of younger children. Okay. So she was okay. focused on raising them. So, I, you know, she had something. So it was mainly um, just trying to, trying, trying to keep, be damage control, basically. So did you consider that a blessing or did you wish that they were more helpful? Because, um, you know, sometimes you're going to have too much help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's trying to tell you what to do. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. There were there were times where um, I wish there was, um, and I think everyone, you know, like you wish there was more help. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and um, there were times where I was just happy I was able to do, you know, what I did. Um, I of course, I mean, it was a life changing experience yes. for me. It's still till now. There's still things I do because of that um, situation, um, but it was. To me, I find that it was a blessing because that was the best, I say that was the best three years of my life. Um, it wow. was just, um, it was things where, um, even though we were going through so much, it just, 
transformed me as a okay. human being, okay. I think. What changed? Um, just in general, just the way I see the world, just um, the world around me, I think, changed. How do you see it differently? Um, well, one, I've matured. Um, I, I've always thought, you know, I've always considered, you know, I, always, I, um, I definitely matured a lot, mm -hmm. you know, so even, you know, to now there are certain roles that I play in the community okay. based on just my experience from that mm -hmm. and what, how I mm -hmm. transferred me um, afterwards. Um, so that definitely changed a lot too. Um, and just, um, just the way I see people, just the way I connect with people, uh, you know, it's uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of times now, you know, you see people and, you know, it's, it's quick to put labels on people and quick to kind of categorize everything, but then you don't know, you know, their past or you don't know what they're going through. So it kind of makes me see others um, in a different light in a mm -hmm. way. So it widens your perspective. Um, yeah, I... I, I um, of people. I'll say that, yeah. Um, but I, no, I, the reason I hesitate is because that's kind of something I did before. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of now I understand. You know, for example, you know, if you're if I see you sad, okay. you know, it's not just oh, you know, she must have had like a bad thing. But it's kind of like okay, now I can feel that. You know, like wow, like it's how it got to you know just that emotion is kind of like okay, now um, it's not just I can relate to okay, sad face and that's it. But it's kind of like I can kind of well, it must be something really going on with this person. I, I feel like I connect with people okay. a lot better. I know it seems kind of weird, but it's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of just the energy I get from people now. Well, of course, there's negative energy too, <laughs> which I try to stay away from. What has the relationship or the energy between mm -hmm. you and your siblings changed? Um, oh yeah, definitely. Um, now, um, and I think we're working on it. You know, I don't, no siblings are perfect, um, but I think um, there's there's. Um, oh, I'm a poster child for imperfect siblings. I cut mine <laughs> off, so there's nothing oh. that you can say. Right, there's nothing that you can say that's going to be. Oh wow! Yeah. So, what are what what are you? Did, did any of the roles change? Yeah, I think it's um, so. In um, and I mentioned this earlier. Like in the um, African, uh, I'm from Ghana originally. Mm -hmm. And the Ghanaian culture, um, the oldest son is kind of the head of the family. Okay. Um, so, um, you know, of course, here in the U.S., it's not like that. You know, Absolutely the old, not. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of, um, that was a challenge because I have an older sister and she feels um, more, you know, she has to take care of, you know, the family. She has to take care of everybody. Um, you know, whereas, like, I'm looked at as, like, you know, since I'm the oldest mm -hmm. um boy, I have to kind of like make sure the family's going the right way. So um, there was, there's a challenge there, you know, with my sister and I. And of course, you know, with my younger um, brother, um, sometimes I, um, I don't know if it's because, uh, you know, with all the trauma we're going through, mm -hmm. there was just a certain, um, you know, it may, sometimes I feel like she may, he may have missed out on his childhood just because, you know, he just had to grow up quickly, yeah. you know, like in high school, it was, you know, this is the situation. We just have to, you know, try to, you know, get it done, see the best of it, and try to live our lives. Okay. Yeah. So when you say you're trying to do better, to do, as, what is it between you and your siblings that you're trying to make better? Are you trying to increase 
the time that you spend together, say the number of holidays that you have family time, or are you trying to increase, say, day-to-day -day telephone time? What is it that you're trying to increase between you and your siblings? Um, I, think, I think communication. I think, um, and this, is, uh, this also plays, um, I think now where like family is not as together, as knit together, everyone's you know on their own doing you know their own thing. Survival of the fittest. Yeah, um, <laughs> and I, I don't think I have that. Uh, you know, that's not the mentality. Okay. Like I'm kind of like a family person. You know, I um, you know I have a I have a big family now, <laughs> uh, and that's you know, that's kind of just who I am. Um, so it's kind of. Um, and that's probably what kind of separates us because, you know, of course, everybody's out trying to, you know, make it, uh, you know, trying to do Yeah, because you're all thing. in, you're in uh, two different states or three different states? Um, two different states now. My, um, yeah, my sister and I are in the same state and my brother's in a different state. Yeah. So, yeah. but I, you know, I don't, therefore, my sister's about an hour and a half away. So we rarely see each other. Mm -hmm. um, but um, every now and then we try to, I try to communicate with everyone to make sure everyone's so doing what good. was the battle like trying to get resources and caring mm. for your your mom it was tough i think um one because i was a young kid so i think it seemed like every venue that i went to um they just thought i was trying to take advantage of the system mm. um which i guess apparently that happens a lot um <laughs> so that was kind of frustrating uh, because all i wanted was um to take care of my mother any way possible. Mm -hmm. um, and um, What are some of the resources that you tried to tap into? So when I first got there, I had to figure out, because um, I had to quit my job to fully um, you know, take care of my mom. Mm -hmm. And then I had to, um, um, my mom had to stop working. So like two income sources, gone. gone. Mm. Um, so that was pretty tough. Um, I immediately um, realized, okay, what are we gonna do with rent? What are we gonna mm -hmm. do with this? What are we mm -hmm. gonna do with that? So um, it was kind of, a, um, it was tough in the beginning because I had to figure out how everything basically works. So um, you, were you able to get any help from AARP? I did, yeah, my mom was signed up with AARP, so mm -hmm. um, I got that. And they sent me a book, um, I think the 36 hour day um, for anyone who's going through it, that was the best book. Because it, it got to the point where I, you know, there's so much to do, you know, and yeah. you just don't, you just get flustered. And if you're not careful, you become, you know, the victim. What I said, you become, you need help yourself. Yeah. So it's kind of like the um, caretaker needs a caregiver. Care, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but um, it was just going through resources. Um, of course, friend, family, friends helped a lot, um, and you know, I can, I can't thank them enough. Um, mm -hmm. And there was a lot of, um, yeah, there was a lot of people that stepped up. Um, especially uh, on my, mom, my mom's friends that people I didn't know or people I barely knew, um, they kind of um, you know, helped out a lot and that, that, that meant a lot to me. Till now, you know, I see, um, especially the women, I see them and I feel like that's, that's my mother, you know, like, mm -hmm. because they knew my mother and they helped when my mom needed help. Um, they became the community yeah, yeah. When, it w when it was needed most. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that was that was a tough time, um, and of course, going through. Um, did your local social services help at all? They did. Um, it took a, it took a while, but I think um, they came once they realized I'm. You know, this situation is pretty bad. Mm -hmm. 
and I'm not just you know trying to make a quick buck. Okay. I think they finally realized, okay, we need to help this boy because he's just trying to take care of his mother. Yeah. Um, and that's when you know things got easier. One thing I didn't realize, um, okay. and this is uh, Social Security. Mm -hmm. So if you're disabled, it takes about a year before oh. it kicks in. And that was really um, a problem because we didn't, um, you know, be, we were struggling like financially okay. at, in the beginning. Um, and it, I had to wait a year for, you know, to at least get some type of aid um, for her. Um, but wow. that, that was a, sh uh, a shocker. But, you know, at the same time, like I was able to find work, of course, um, and that, um, helped with things as well too but then it was balancing you know if I'm working I'm not at home taking care of my mother right, and right. that was really tough trying to decide what was more important um, because nobody could really um, you know help her um, and it got to the point where like I had I had to decide okay if I really want to help her I have to spend as much time with her as possible mm -hmm. um, and that's how it was for a while. So what tips or any other resources would you recommend for somebody that is now in your shoes? One, the first, the most important thing is um, medical, the medical, um, to make sure there's good insurance mm -hmm. and to make sure there's good doctors, to make sure there's, um, the medical side of it is covered because it's a lot of, um, a lot of back and forth um, with, um, on the medical side. Okay. That was important. And also to, um, um, just to uh, to make to find a good caretaker, either it, whether if it's yourself, you know, to make sure you have the time to do it, mm -hmm. and if it's someone, you make sure that person is out for the best interest of the person of your mom. Or after I went through it, right before I I, um, I decided, okay, um, I can't I can't help my mom anymore. I need professionals to help mm -hmm. her. Um, I decided to take her to a, a nursing home, and I was just overfilled with emotion at that time I made a promise to her that I would make sure none nothing like this ever happens again of course I was young I didn't know you know mm -hmm. that's an impossible task <laughs> <laughs> but I made that promise and um, I've been able to um, now have a website um, where um, there's resources from DC Maryland okay. um, and Virginia where in case if you you know if you're going through something yes. um, and you need to find navigate your way around, mm -hmm. you can go to the website and be able to find the help you need. And it's not just you know help; it's also you know if you need a job, you can go look for that. If you need legal help, and I'm trying to build on that just so people so, uh, so has, resources has it launched yet? No, it's out. It's um it's um afdiaspora.com. It was actually okay. a TV show that I did with a nonprofit, mm -hmm. um, hoping that they would kind of you know take this on. And, and that that's fell afdiaspora.com. Dot com, yeah. Okay. And that fell apart, and then I created the website. Uh, now, have you put any parameters or anything into place so that when you have to reverse roles with your daughters, mm -hmm. it flows a little easier for them? I'm working on it. I um, take it as a no. <laughs> the process of reversing roles with your parents is a complicated one, but you don't have to do it by yourself. You can contact agingcare.com, caregiver.org, and of course the AARP, aarp.org. You may even be able to get paid for caring for an aging parent. But on the flip side, if the pressure of caring has you feeling overwhelmed, you can always reach out to the National Crisis Hotline at 1-800-273-TALK. 
That's 1-800-273-8255. Because we know sometimes you don't want to be fixed, you just want to be heard. Be sure to check out thatanitalive.com for where and when to see our next episode. Thank <laughs> you.